Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Good morning on this beautiful sunny day. And I know it's a beautiful sunny day in Colorado today. It's going to be beautiful. But we are doing the show live from the Gulf Shores of Florida where I'm on a research trip. Now, it's going to be nice here today, too. It'll be nice there today. And then you guys are going to get some colder weather. So I thought this was a great time for me to come and check the fishing out here in the Gulf of Mexico. And um, so what the plan is that we're going to do a short show because the NFL draft and then Karen's going to guard the beach and I'm going to do some research. We're doing this all for you folks. I want you to know that this trip gives us no personal satisfaction. And then we'll report back next week on the status of the beach and what the fishing was like in the Gulf. All kidding aside, we do have a short show today. Uh, because of the uh, NFL draft, and I am in Tampa Bay, but we're going to cover a lot of things in the hour we have. Before we get to our first guest, I do have to let you know, Rocky Mountain National Park starts their reservation system today. So if you're headed up there, make sure you get reservations. And on the Larimer County Lakes, uh, Horsetooth and Carter, the boat ramps are on kind of restricted hours for the time being. They're still going to try to be 7 to 7, but not all the ramps are going to be open uh, because there's a shortage of people. They can't hire enough people to do the ANS inspections. They're way short. So always check the website at Larimer County before the day before you head out with your boat. Make sure you know the hours and which ramps are open. You should have access, but you've got to check which ramps you can use. Hey, and if you're looking for a great summer summer job, the um, Larimer County is hiring. They are looking for ANS inspectors. You get to talk to the fishermen when they come off the lake and kind of, you know, get a feel for what's going on. Great summer job. You're out there in the outdoors. It'd be awesome. But let's go to our first guest. He usually calls at 10 o'clock, but we have a short show today. So joining us from Tightline Outdoors is Nate Zielinski. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing well, and I understand you're having a busy morning. I appreciate you taking time out to call me early today. No problem, Terry. <laughs> We're both having a little fun this morning, but let's talk. We, some we are. At a, had a late night. We had our first night catch rate last night. Uh, it was pretty awesome. So we had a tournament last night, went 5 to 11, uh, had, had a great time. Saw a lot of fish get caught. Uh, you know, there were some good carp caught, a lot of walleyes caught. Uh, some big bass, some good trout. So kind of everything was active last night. And I got to tell you, the the stars aligned for our first night event. I'm not going to lie. I've been wearing ice armor and, you know, thermal pants and everything else all season. And last night, it was like 50 degrees. You could almost fish in a T-shirt till 11. So uh, it, it was great weather for a night tournament down there at Chatfield. You know, I saw on Facebook, too, that uh, your better half had a very nice walleye. That, looked, that was a nice fish. That yeah, was. We, uh, you know, we, we got everybody launched, and we had a little slow time from about uh, 8.30 p.m. to about 10 p.m. before we started checking everybody uh, in with their fish. So, uh, yeah, we snuck out, and, uh, of course, just like uh, both our better halves, they always outfish us. And, uh, yeah, she got, uh, she got a great fish, about 26-incher. There's a reason we don't let them on the radio and television as much as we would like. <laughs> it's, exactly. They make us look bad. <laughs> hey, 100%. I, yeah, you and I didn't get to talk much about this upcoming show. You know, the weather keeps changing. We had cooler weather, but then it got nice, like you said, the end of this last week. Nice today down there. 
And then it's going to get a little cool again, and it's affecting the fishing to some degree. But there's one fish that the cooler weather actually helps, and that's the trout. Absolutely, Terry. And that's kind of what I want to touch base with because I know people are chomping at the bits. And honestly, it's a daily uh, kind of a daily thing of which lakes are opening for boating, which are not. But regardless of the boating, I, we talk so much about boating. I want to talk about the shore fishing access because no matter if the, the ramps are open or not, that shore access is fantastic. And honestly, of all times of the year, uh, you know, we talk about walleyes and the spawn and how shore access is very similar to a boat. Right now, the trout fishing is very similar. Whether you're in a boat or from shore, you're really fishing for the same fish. So many of these big fish are, are in a pre-spawn spawn or recently post-spawn state, and it presents so much opportunity. And, you know, when you hear about spawn, spawning rainbows like in the dream stream and some of the the natural river flows that happens early in the year february march but our reservoir fish typically spawn in late april early may so there are so many fish sitting in you know three to five feet of water um i mean they're in boat dock coves they're in rip kind of a you know round river rock type shoreline and the, the availability to both fly fishing and you know conventional tackle is absolutely through the roof right now so we want to touch base on that i mean there's some huge fish going in 11 miles spinny uh, obviously is extremely low it's been open for about a week but no boating uh but that fishing is fantastic from shore same thing at antero antero is fishing very well from shore and so are the delaney's and, and kind of all the bigger trout fisheries all have a tremendous shore bite right now so we kind of want to touch base on that because again the opportunity is through the roof and it's neat when all the opportunities aligned where you can fly fish for them you can throw a tube jig you could throw a spoon you could you know throw stick baits so really, the, the sky is the limit, and even for, for bait fishing, it's available. So, so much opportunity for every angler. Well, and another thing that happens, too, is because all of those lakes, we've, we're going through it on the front range even yet because of the cooler weather. So even the lower lakes like Chatfield, Aurora, Cherry Creek, uh, Boyd, Horsetooth have some pretty good trout fishing on the shore, plus even some small ponds, which we're going to talk to the, the hatchery people about later on in the show. But then up in the mountains, the ones you mentioned, but then we're going to get Granby. It's just barely starting to open. It hasn't really opened up yet. It probably will the next day or two. Uh, the North Park Lake. So you can transition as the ice goes off to different areas to higher elevations. Absolutely, Terry. So, so again, so much opportunity. Now, with the trout fish, especially the big rainbows, browns, I'd, I'd love to talk just a little tactic-wise because I think so much goes into it. And honestly, if you're up there right now and you're still available for kind of then we would call the spawn state of those fish. Your your tactics are different than a post spawn fish. So the the true you know spawning cycle ish style presentation. If you're on a fly rod, it's as simple as eggs and worms. So you're using literally just a, an egg pattern or or a worm pattern like a a San Juan worm or any of those those worm type blood worm type baits uh, or flies are going to work very well. And I honestly position those baits you know anywhere within six inches to a foot of the bottom and that is the technique and then if you're a conventional tackle angler for me personally i'm all about a hair jig but a tube jig a hair jig but you definitely want to work a brighter color orange pink even white so you really are kind of going for kind of that eggy yolk pattern uh that these fish would have after a spawn situation and that's catching those fish but same thing very much working low in the water column you know six inches 12 inches off bottom is kind of that key zone and as we get into our post-spawn fish they're going to slide out to slightly deeper water um and, and they're going to be 
be in the lower half, but not necessarily on bottom. So the post-spawn fish, I'm throwing a lot of spoons, a bait that I can cast a long way so I can access that deeper water from shore, and also a bait that I can really work up and down the water column. So, you know, a traditional stick bait kind of goes to a certain zone and somewhat stays there um, or slightly floats up. If you take a spoon, you know, you can do a, a very slow retrieve, and you can accomplish quite a bit of water as far as depth control. You reel faster, it comes up in the water column. So, you know, baits like Tasmanian Devils, Castmasters, all of that are going to present an awesome opportunity for those post-spawn fish because it's going to be available to work that column and break it down uh, to, to achieve that success. So that's kind of the, the general tactics right now. And, again, it, it is fantastic. I mean, spinny right now from shore uh, is through the roof. I saw – Literally just yesterday, I, I saw a, a lady angler who uh, who had two ten pound rainbows from eleven mile from shore with a fly rod, um, not in the wow. river on the reservoir itself. So the the fishing is fantastic right now. And again, if I had a boat, I would be parked in five feet of water, casting into two three feet of water. So whether shore or boat, we're all fishing the same waters right now. You're absolutely right. And you know, covering water with a spoon or a Tasmanian Devil, or even a MEPS or Panther Martin Spinner can be a great way to go. And Parks and Wildlife are going to be stocking new catchables in a lot of these areas, so you may sometimes have to wade through some smaller fish, but there's some real hogs. You know, one thing that I've used over the last few years is something I picked up from Doug Stangy. He takes a, a Berkeley floating egg and puts it on the head of a hook, and then he follows that with a, a power trout worm, a little, you know, two, three-inch trout worm that gives you the presentation of almost a San Juan worm hanging on an egg. Now, you have to use that where scent is allowed, but, boy, that yep. can be a deadly drifting rig. Oh, absolutely, Kay. And I mean, honestly, you can fish that in so many styles. You could do one little split shot in front of that and pitch it into that two, three feet of water, or you could put like a sliding egg sinker, maybe 18 inches above it with a, you know, a peg with kind of a barrel swivel, and you can cast that extremely long ways and, and just slowly kind of pick it up and drop it and pick it up and drop it. Uh, so, so absolutely very, very uh, versatile technique and presenting the same fashion as a fly with conventional tackle, which is deadly this time of year. I mean, those fish are, are cruising and honestly, the, you know, the, the brown, or excuse me, the rainbows are in there spawning and cut but with that you get big browns in that same water feeding on those eggs so multiple opportunities at those real big fish for sure oh you're absolutely right and there's so many ways to go after them i know you mentioned tubes and hair jigs you know the hair jig is kind of a lost art and you can fish it anywhere anywhere you can fish flies and lures you don't have to worry about scented baits or regulations for soft plastics and you know if you go back when i was younger that was the only type of stealth presentation we had conventionally were hair and marabou jigs and they're still fantastic you know Terry, it's probably one of the most lifelike techniques that you can honestly fish and it, 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 i hate to say it, but it's almost a shame that you are seeing the loss of that and honestly the whether people know it or not the leech population especially in the south park lakes is higher than it's ever been if you talk to the average angler and you know say hey where do we have natural leeches and it's one of those things that a lot of people don't over or they overlook the, the forage base of what's in the fishery and spinning and 11 mile both have a massive leech population and they're small black leeches i would say uh, very large is going to be about an inch and a half uh, but if you take a black marabou jig that real soft hair jig and, and you cast it out and you almost do a just a, we call it a bumping swim jig but it's just lift 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 little two inch lifts as you reel just a steady stream um it mimics that leech swimming through the water and i promise you if you get 
that anywhere where those big rainbows can see it, it is game on. So you could use a, a pink and orange, a white hair jig this time of year to really kind of take advantage of that egg cluster, that egg float kind of mucus look, um, and those fish love it. The second that's over, you can roll right into a black or a brown or even a dark olive kind of to mimic that leech presentation, and you are continuously catching fish. So, again, a bait that works the entire water column, very natural. Uh, and honestly, Terry, not to, not to be the cheap guy, but you can buy hair jigs for 50 cents to a dollar. Um, so it's fantastic because you're willing to fish, you know, in areas where you might get snagged up, things like that. And it's not a, a $10 stick bait or rapala that you're losing. So it's really neat to see a bait presentation that's easy, cheap, affordable, and does everything that you need. No, you're absolutely right. I actually wrote an article about just this for Fishing Facts magazine, probably when you were still in diapers. But <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's a shame if it becomes a lost art because you can even, if you don't want to get into fly fishing, you can tie your own jigs. It can become just a fun way to do it in a satisfying way, and it's still so very effective. Nate, we're going to run out of time real quick because we got a short show. If you're headed out, in addition to the trout, where might you go? going to be really nice today it's going to cool into the 60s tomorrow then we're going to get some cool weather before it warms up again next week where would you go you know Terry, there's so many options but i have to kind of finish with one thing real quick with the hair jigs we talked about the hair jigs we're mentioning it but if you have your anglers to learn it can you hear me now no, I can hear you now. Go ahead. Okay, perfect. I'll say, if you have a youth angler, somebody that's struggling to use that hair jig, throw in that hair jig, even under a pegged bobber or a slip bobber, you can set the depth of the bobber, cast out that jig, and just shake that bobber as you reel it in to help your depth control, and it really helps youth anglers run those hair jigs. So great technique for that. And if I could fish today, Terry, it is literally going to be 85 degrees. The trout fishing is fantastic. My heart wants to tell you to go trout fishing, but why that water is so nice and warm down here on the front range you know this weekend hitting pueblo for for walleye and bass hitting chatfield for walleye bass cherry creek for walleye uh i i wouldn't pass up an 85 90 degree day on the front range here in the spring so those warm water species in the front name front range will be calling my name this weekend that's for sure all right my friend we have to let you go uh if people want more information or know about your events it's tightline outdoors on facebook tightline outdoors on all social media tightlineoutdoors.com right that's it, and we have a big tournament coming up next Saturday, a daytime event at Chatfield. Oh, can you hear me there? Yeah, I hear you now. All right, we got a big event next Saturday at Chatfield, so look at our website for that. Catch rates at Chatfield next Saturday, 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., multi-species, big payout. Go to tightlineoutdoors.com to get more. All right, my friend, we'll talk to you next week. All right, that's Nate Zielinski. We had a little trouble at the end, but I think you got the gist. The trout fishing is on fire. Fishing is on fire. It's time to get out. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, uh, Dave Carr from the Hatchery Systems is going to give us some updates on how to follow those stock fish and how important it is on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors and 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan, presented in part by Jack's Outdoor Gear. Jack stores up and down the front range. They've got locations in Lafayette, Broomfield, Loveland, Fort Collins, even Cheyenne. If you're an outdoor enthusiast, no matter what you you like to do, Jack's has your what you need. So stop by and check them out. Let's go right to the phones. And joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife is Dave Carr from the Hatchery System. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Terry. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, and I don't know how much of Nate you got to listen to, but a lot of what he's talking about, that successful reservoir trout fishing that is so good with those fish that have grown up and the great walleye fishing in Colorado, 
probably wouldn't exist without our hatchery system, would it? No, that's true. The The Parks and Wildlife hatchery system in this state does a lot of stocking of both those species. And um, a lot of the angling opportunities that are around in Colorado are definitely due in large part to the really hard work that the hatchery system does. I couldn't agree more. And with the more and more people getting into fishing, we had a tremendous surge of people that during COVID either went to the outdoors for the first time or returned to fishing after not doing it for years. And we're going to kind of go through some of the opportunities. Since Nate finished his segment talking about the great walleye fishing right now, you know, walleye are not a native fish to Colorado. They wouldn't, they don't reproduce very well except in a couple spots in Colorado. So to have that walleye fishing really takes a spawn and it uh, takes egg gathering. And that really went well this year, didn't it? Yeah, it was a really, really good deal this year, especially, um, you know, with the the pandemic beginning right around the time that walleye spawn kicked off last year. Unfortunately, we had to cut it really short and we uh, did not take nearly the egg numbers that we would like to or normally do. But we rebounded in a big way this year. Um, It was a really great and really successful walleye spawn that met our full statewide goal. And that's going to mean good things for angling opportunities in the future. And there's a number of waters on their front range waters, I believe. I don't believe you can stock walleyes on the western slope because of federal regulations, endangered species. But you stock those walleyes up and down the front range. Now, I know the survival rate for the fingerlings or the the small fish that you put in isn't very high. But how many walleyes do you stock in a year? Oh, we stock a lot of walleyes. Um, Our egg take is over 100 million. um, And then, you know, a percentage of those um you know don't make it out of the hatchery system but um yeah our our walleye stocking program is very large it's it's a, it's on the order of um you know close to 100 million fish a year and it's been so successful i mean i can go up i can go cherry creek and chatfield right in the middle of a huge metropolitan area tremendous walleye fishing not only for numbers but big fish pueblo another great walleye factory trinidad walleyes and saw guys uh, John Martin, you've got uh, Horsetooth and Carter and Boyd Lakes up here, and then you've got that northeast area. Just an abundance of opportunities. In fact, last survey I saw, walleye was the second most popular fish in Colorado, and it's, we've just done a great job of maintaining great fishing. People get frustrated because sometimes they're harder to catch here, but trust me, we've got great fish. Let's move on, though, because there's a fish that you guys stock that really – provide such recreational opportunities, and that's the trout. You really do a lot with catchable-sized trout, don't you? Yeah, I I would say that's probably the bread and butter of the hatchery system in Colorado. Um, We do. We stock a lot of catchable trout. We we also stock a lot of sub-catchable trout. Um, But, you know, I, I like to think of it, Especially this time of year, it's it's spring and the water's cool, and this is the time of year that hatchery trucks are able to get out and stock the lower elevation waters. And sort of as the season progresses, we'll chase the, the ice line up the mountainside and um, keep stocking higher elevation. Um, eventually, you know, until we get, get up way into the mountains and at ice off there, we'll continue the stocking program then. So, yeah, we, we do a ton of catchables. Um, sub-catchables also in the rivers around here, the rivers and streams sort of before runoff hits. Um, so, yeah, yeah, the trucks are moving, and we're doing a lot of stocking right now. Well, you're absolutely right. You know, I I used to say I grew up in Minnesota, but my wife reminded me that I just got older there. I never grew up. But we had 
a lot of panfish and you stock panfish here you stock sunfish and you stock perch and there's other other species that do get stocked in Colorado but the where the bluegill was maybe the fish that every kid cut his teeth on in Minnesota the stock trout kind of become that and for the adults too and then a lot of those fish hold over and get bigger depending on the water they're stocked in and provide some great opportunity. And I think sometimes people think you sneak in and stock these lakes and don't tell anybody, but it's just the opposite. You really want people to know where you stock and where you've been stocking, and you want them to catch and take these fish home, don't you? Yeah, that's what they're for. I mean, they're there to provide uh, you know an, an immediate angling opportunity for people. That's that's absolutely right. And you know, there's there's resources. Um, you know, we put out a stocking report um, during the uh, spring and summer months for our catchable plants. Um, unfortunately, we don't provide that for subcatchables just because that list would start to get really really long and really extensive. Um, but the catchable stocking reports are, are public information that can be found on the CPW website. So people can get a pretty good handle on, on where the freshly stocked waters are and where the good angling opportunities should be. Now, we, we actually put a link on our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, every other week when the fishing report comes out. And it has a link to the stocking report, folks. So just follow that on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Dave, starting with the lower elevation and moving up, where do you, what kind of waters get catchable trout? Um, you know, really all kinds of waters and anywhere that, that the water temperature in the habitat is going to support them. Um, you know, some of the, the shallower, lower elevation, uh, ponds and very small reservoirs might not receive them all year long just because it's not, uh, not suitable habitat for them. But, um, certainly the larger reservoirs, um, places like, uh, you know, off the top of my head, I, I think of Boyd or horse tooth um, just because those are those are sort of more local to me living in in wellington um, those those receive catchable trout um, and then really all of the mountain reservoirs uh, because the water is cool up there year year round and um, too cool in a lot of cases for some of the warm water species so so we really focus our efforts wherever the habitat and the water temperature is suitable and trout really can be found in in just about um, the I would say the majority of waters in Colorado. Well, and right now we've had cool enough weather. It's going to be hot today, but it's cooling off again. Um, those trout that you've stocked on the front range, especially in the smaller waters, you really want people, like St. Varane's a good example. You really want people to get out now and harvest those fish because the water's going to get fairly warm for them. And right now, the shore fishing, Nate was just talking, offers a great opportunity to catch those. And you really want people out there who've got all these new anglers. There's places probably almost right in their backyard where they can find some trout and go out and, uh, and just have a good time, can't they? Oh, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, St. Brain's a really good example. That's probably one that receives um, trout in the springtime and the fall, but in the summertime is probably a little too warm, and that's when the, the other species that live in that lake are probably going to be a little more active. Um, but, yeah, definitely, people, people should get out there, and they should, they should target those fish, and it, it's, it's the time of year when the water's cool enough that trout are going to be actively feeding, and, and that's, that's a great angling opportunity. We only got about a minute or two left. One thing I want to ask you about, we saw the fires. There was some runoff issues that might happen this year. Any effect on our hatchery system from those fires? Yeah, um, you know, the Cameron Peak fire was obviously pretty, um, 
pretty obvious to anybody who lived on the front range. I was, I remember waking up a couple mornings with a layer of ash on my truck outside. So, um, the Poudre river hatchery up there, unfortunately is, you know, smack in the middle of the burn scar, but the big, big thanks to the fire crews for working really hard. They, they kept that property intact and it's, it's, it's still up there. Um, unfortunately we are anticipating that there could be a pretty unusual runoff situation in terms of debris flow and water chemistry. So we did have to do, um, some depopulation at the pooter hatchery, not completely. There are still some fish up there, but, uh, we are having to work around that and it may be, um, you know, later in this year before we can fully begin to run that hatchery again. And then there's also the potential, depending on the runoff situation, for even the hatchery in Laporte to be affected. Um, that's another one that uses surface water from the Poudre River. So those guys may be in a situation where they have to stock out some fish a little early this year. Um, but like I said, luckily, you know, the hatcheries are, are still standing, and um, it, it certainly could have been a worse situation than it was for us. So we're, we're thankful for that. Well, I think the message is there's lots of fish being stocked right now. It's time to get out and catch them. Um, I'd like to talk to you about the warm water species. We don't have time today, but you guys stock a lot of panfish and a lot of bass in almost every pond up and down the Front Range, which also provide opportunities. And there are resources on the webpage. Maybe next time you come on, Dave, we'll talk a little more about those. But thanks for joining us, and thanks for the opportunities you provide people. Absolutely, Terry. Thank you. Weather's warming up, and I'm going to take the boat out, so it's Talk. time. Good luck. Have a good weekend. Thanks for joining us. Dave Carr. You too. Thank you. You bet. We'll take a quick time out, and we come back. We're going to take you to Bar Lake. There's a lot going on there, including a fishing clinic. All that and more coming up on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan, brought to you in part by Jack's Outdoor Gear, locations up and down the Front Range, been serving the outdoor public in Colorado for 65 years. Let's go right to the phones. And we have somebody who's been serving the outdoor public for a long time, but not 65 years, as we're joined by Michelle Siebert from Bar Lake. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? I'm doing great. We're kind of running on a short show today, but I know you've got some things you want to talk about. And one is paddle sports open up at Bar Lake today. Yeah, so um, 5280 Paddle Sports is our vendor, and they're going to be open on Saturdays um, until Memorial Day and then Saturdays and Sundays. But they rent uh, paddle boards, canoes, and kayaks. So today's going to be a beautiful day to be on the water. You know, one of the things I really appreciate that you're doing, because we've got so many new people in the paddle sports this last year. I mean, people that are returning to the outdoors, they've never been outdoors before, and they took paddle boards, kayaks, canoes as a new opportunity to get out. But you're requiring life jackets from your vendor, aren't you? They have to be worn. Yes, that's one thing we worked with them on is that um, for all their paddle sports they rent out, they have to wear them. You know, the regulation is that on um, vessels, they have to be readily accessible. But for us, it's super important that we require them that they're they're wearing them. Um, and that's great. They have a lot of new users, and we want people to be safe. Well, and I think 
you know, they're great opportunities to get outdoors, and Bar Lake's a great place to do it because you have a motor restriction of 10 horsepower or less, so you're not going to have big wakes, but you can get some wind. And an inexperienced paddle sport user can get in trouble in a hurry. In fact, I'm hearing up and down the front range that a lot of resources are having to be dedicated to rescuing rescuing, uh, novice paddle sport people who get in trouble so easily in the wind. You seeing that at Bar Lake, too? We have. You know, we've seen that increase in visitation and, and use. And, um, you know, we, we're here to make sure people are safe, but we have seen quite a few, especially last summer. So it's always just a great idea. Um, wear your life jacket. The water temperatures are still cold on our lakes, um, so hypothermia can set in. So just wear your life jackets. We always say life jackets float. You don't. All right. We got another big event coming up. I want to talk about a fishing clinic. But before we do that, there's probably new listeners that don't know where Bar Lake is or what the park's like. Why don't you give them a quick description? Yeah. So Bar Lake is located in Brighton, Colorado. We're just off of I-76 um, on Bromley in Brighton. And we're a quick 20 minutes north east of Denver. So we're a quick day trip. You know, we have a nature center. We have an archery range. We have a trail that goes all the way around the lake. 8.8 miles that you can hike, bike, or horseback ride. So it's just a great time, um, especially this spring, summer season, to get out. Oh, it really is. It's close to home. You can go there. The birds, the eagles, um, the fishing we're going to talk about in a minute, the hiking, the nature center. Great place to spend a day and enjoy the outdoors. Great for the paddle sports, like you said. Now, you have a clinic coming up. Every year you have a fishing clinic, and I believe that's next Saturday. Tell me about that. Yes, it's our family um, spring fishing clinic, and people can go to our Facebook page or our website to register, and there's certain time slots, and the first 100 kids are going to get a free fishing pole, and we put in a netted area where we stock extra trout so the kids have a better chance of catching some fish. So be sure to go on our website or our Facebook um, and register your kids to come out. Well, you know, and after it's over, I think you take that net out and those trout get released into the lake in addition. And you get some stocking, too. So you have some pretty good trout fishing from shore at times, don't you? We do. So trout and, you know, we saw last night when I was uh, working, we saw a 20-inch walleye come out. So a lot of people are wondering about the fishing at Bar Lake because of our low water levels. But, you know, we've seen um, some walleye come out and some trout already. So it's been pretty good. All right. Well, anything else going on at the park we should know about? We kind of have a short show, but we want to make sure people get out and enjoy what you're doing. No, I just think, you know, be sure to uh, always remember your leave no trace principles. One of them is know before you go. So know the rules, the regulation, regulations, and have all your safety equipment. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us. And hopefully people will get out, start enjoying the paddle sports safely on your lake, and then attend the free fishing clinic where you're giving away 100 fishing rods to kids next week. All that information on the Bar Lake, I'm sure, website and Facebook page. So, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. You bet. Michelle Siebert from Bar Lake. Terry Wixom Outdoors is presented in part by Jack's Outdoor Gear. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Jack's Outdoor Gear. If you uh, need anything for the outdoors, there's a Jack's near you. Let's go right to the phones. And uh, joining us, is he, he normally joins us later in the hour, but because we have a shortened show for the uh, NFL draft, from Colorado Clays is J.R. Pierce. Good morning, J.R. Good morning, Terry. 
And I'll tell you what, I, it's a beautiful one there. Although I have to admit, I'm kind of suffering. I'm down on the shores of the Gulf of Mexico, and I know it's going to be 80 there today in Colorado, but then you guys drop into the 60s and maybe even the 40s next week. But I'm down here doing research for the listeners on the fishing in the Gulf, so it's a sacrifice I have to make. Yeah, Terry, and you know, what a great day here for some fishing or some target shooting or both if you play it right. And I don't want to hear about your trip. I just want some fillets, so bring them to me. All right. Hey, I got a question to ask you. A long time ago, I came out for some, I think there were 4-H events. You do a lot of fundraisers out there. And it was actually the first time I had ever been to Colorado Clays. And in my head, I always thought, Colorado Clays, okay, that's a sporting clays range. And that my mind always went to sporting clays and what you guys had to offer. But, boy, you offer a lot more than that out there, don't you? Yeah, Terry. You know, this is one of the things why I always encourage people. It doesn't matter if you have a rifle or a pistol, a shotgun, or no gun. You really need to come out to Colorado Clays to appreciate what is all available to the outdoorsmen here. And uh, so, like, for example, yourself, um, come out to our property. You're going to notice it's a beautiful property. And one thing that I've noticed right off the bat from folks is that they just can't believe how easy our check-in system is. Um, it's quick. It's user-friendly, guided by our friendly staff. Um, all of our prices are very affordable. And, you know, something I hear a lot lately is, uh, you know, uh, Colorado Clay is one of the few places uh, still well-stocked with most of the calibers and gauges of ammo. So, yeah, most people come out and are pleasantly surprised. Colorado Clays isn't necessarily what you thought it would be. No, you're absolutely right. In fact, I think when I was first introduced to Colorado Clays, and I was telling you, I thought of you as just a clay, then you told me about the trap and the wobble trap and the skeet, and you were in the process of building a pistol and rifle range that are open now for quite some time. Why don't you just take us through the individual facilities you have there? Right. So, Terry, starting with that rifle and pistol facility, and this is a beautiful state-of-the-art facility um, available to everyone without reservations or memberships. So that's one of the biggest beauties of Colorado Clays. But starting in that pistol range, and I know, Terry, you like to shoot, and I know, um, you know, Karen shoots very well. But uh, anyway, target return system. So zero to 25 yards, target comes back and forth. All of our bays have a padded bench, lights in them, radiant heat in the winter, and it's kind of a semi-outdoor uh, facility, meaning that even though we have concrete walls and covered area, the downrange portion uh, has natural light and airflow, air so it takes away that really crowded, uh, boxed-in feeling. Uh, lots of different target options, and people are sometimes surprised. Uh, we have silhouette targets, we have five-spot targets, and every range fee gets a free target with their fee, and extra targets are only a buck a piece. Um, one thing I will say, Terry, that is a pleasant surprise. So a lot of folks like to take the kids for their first time out with a little 22 rifle. And that's really a good option. You can do that in this pistol range. And we actually have zombie targets for the kids to shoot. So just such a great family-friendly option there. And even though we are very family-friendly, um, we also have a, a range that's conducive to military and law enforcement. So a lot of folks come in here and realize they can do a lot of training and qualifying here as well. Um, of course, we're always staffed by the best people in the industry. 
uh, and of, of course, private instruction, concealed carry, pistol 101, all of those available and can be asked about why you're here. And of course, yeah. while you're in that pistol range, most folks slip over and check out that rifle side. Uh, same thing on the rifle, Terry, padded benches, lights, heat, semi-outdoor, but this has that state-of-the-art video viewing system, so those 100-yard targets actually have a camera on them. You have a monitor in your bay, and you can do your sight-in in real time by just simply looking up at your monitor, make the adjustments to dial your gun in. Uh, we have 50-yard intermediate targets for, uh, you know, bore sighting and such, and most of our staff's capable, and we'll do that when we can to help you get your gun on paper. Uh, Muzzleloader-friendly facility, big deal to a lot of folks. Um, and then as far as rests go, um, we have multiple different rests available from basic sandbags to multi-tier composition ones, lead sleds, the whole works. Of course, again, the best staff in the industry with instruction available, sighting clinics, which the hunters need and use every year. Uh, and then, of course, our entire facility is suited to accommodate individuals, groups, uh, and outings for really any type of occasion that involves a rifle and a pistol. Right. I mean, I do have to ask you a question. I, I'm not going to let this slip by where you said, I like to shoot, and Karen shoots well. That was kind of a backhanded compliment there. <laughs> Terry, uh, I was just uh, promoting our Pistol 101 class. Uh, take All right, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you tell people what you have to offer in shotgunning? Well, and you know, Terry, here we go. So when you first drive into our parking lot, uh, you're going to notice our trap fields, and they are a beautifully laid out trap field, backlit, which makes targets easier to see, user-friendly system on them, picnic shelters up and down the parking lot, uh, port portable facilities close by, which is really important as well. And even though we are an ATA regulation target facility, we have that training trap, and we talk about that often, Terry, for the beginners, for lessons, uh, maybe you're doing some gun work. Look across the parking lot, there's that shotgun pattern area, which is just beneficial to anybody to make sure their gun is on. Uh, top of the parking lot, you're going to notice a small group building, and this is for rent, and this is for any occasion like birthdays, company meetings, family outings, fundraising. Uh, I mean, you go down the list there. This building has air conditioning, heat. It's got a refrigerator for beverages, a television you can plug into to do PowerPoints, tables in there, chairs, counters for food. Uh, I mean, just go down the list of things you can do with that little building with a simple reservation. And then, of course, Terry, we talk about this often. I know Ben has brought this up. Um, we're a very dog-friendly facility, and that parking lot is a great place to break a pup in and get them to get used to the sounds of guns going off. Uh, you'll notice down towards the clubhouse we have a 40 by 60 tent set up. And this will seat over 200 people in a socially distant manner, Terry. So often people come, they ask me, what is that for? And then the wheels start turning. That is available to anyone, of course, with a reservation for larger corporate and fundraising groups. And here's, here's a fun one for you, Terry. I've got a group coming out to do a gender reveal party at Colorado Clays. And basically, we're going to set up a target that's going to either explode blue or pink, and we're going to let the family come out and shoot that, reveal the gender of the baby that's on the way, and then use that tent for their party. So the the things available to everyone at Colorado Clays are uh, endless. And 
can't stop without mentioning our sporting clays course. So our 15-station course, which is set in the Cottonwood Creek bottom, uh, which is basically sporting clays is golf with a shotgun. And most folks come out, do some other things, look at that, and they have to do it. Uh, our course has picnic shelters. It's a very easy-to-use system. Again, um, it has portable facilities down there as well. We have golf carts and push carts for rent, so you can carry all your gear with you. Um, Scorecards and such are, are go with every customer, but it's not mandatory. And the thing that's such a nice uh, compliment with Colorado Clays is you can shoot as many or few targets as you want at any station you want, and you can really create your own personalized outing. So, you know, a lot of folks come out and then realize the amazing potential for really any type of outing at Colorado Clays, and uh, the Sporting Clays does that. And, of course, finally, Terry, we talk about the skeet, and you mentioned the wobble traps. Um, Those fields are pretty self-explanatory. NSSA skeet fields, wobble trap, great game, and great practice for upland. But one thing I will say, uh, we do set up specialty games for events on them fields as well. And uh, all you got to do is ask, and we can definitely make it a very unique, one-of-a-kind, and never-forget event for pretty much anything from the smallest to the largest event. All right, my friend, there's just so much to do out there. I was going to share one of my incredible sporting clay stories with you, but we're out of time. It'll have to wait till next time. Tell people how they find you. Give us a call, 303-659-7117, or go to coloradoclays.com. Check out our website, take the virtual tour. And as always, Terry, we look forward to seeing you. Man, you know what? Once I get back from this rigorous assignment, you and I will have to get on the water and fish. Yeah, I want to hear the stories, Terry. I can't wait. All right, my friend. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right. Thank you, Terry. You bet. JR from Colorado Clays. Great, great people. And uh, just, you know, you just have, well be treated right and you'll have a really good time out there. A couple things I want to mention before we go off the air today. One is Rocky Mountain National Park is starting their reservation system today. So if you're headed out to Rocky Mountain National Park, you're going to need reservations to get in. Make sure you follow that system. And Horsetooth and Carter Reservoirs in the Larimer County system, uh, check their website before you go to launch a boat because they're having trouble hiring enough ANS inspectors to um, have all the ramps open all the time. So the typical hours are 7 to 7, but not every ramp will be open. So check on the website so you don't get caught in the wrong place or go when there's not an opening to get in. And if you're looking for a summer job, if you're looking for a summer job, go to Larimer County's website and apply. I'll bet you get on. What a great summer job being an ANS inspector at one of the ramps getting to talk to everybody. That's going to wrap things up for us. Short show today, as I told you, Karen and I are on assignment on the Gulf Shore beaches. We're suffering through it. We're doing research for you folks. But coming up, we're going to have our NFL draft show, which will be coming up right after us. Join us every week from normally 9 to 11. Follow us on Facebook at Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. And make sure you go to our YouTube channel, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom. We will let the Eagles take us to the top of the hour and sports on 104.3 The Fan. I had to stop.